0: Hello and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Hannah, and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds, Chris. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. Missy is at BlizzCon right now, lucky, lucky lady, but we'll (laughs) return next week. Together, we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week... We gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection and see if it was worth our money and time. And then we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's game was Chroma Squad. Our companion song, Underground, is performed by Benfolds5. Let's take a listen. Underground, Because it sounded just poppy and catchy and kind of discussed getting famous and being famous and what that means to go into the review part of the gameplay is managing a little bit of social media and growing fans so i figured this song was pretty appropriate Chroma Squad was developed by Behold Studios. It was distributed by Behold Studios and Bandai Namco Entertainment. It was released in April of 2015. It is available on Windows, OSX, Linux, PlayStation 3, 4, and Vita, and the Xbox One. And we purchased it on Humble Bundle for waller.
1: I really like this one. It had a a nice kind of basic strategy style that was, it wasn't too hard. It didn't have a whole lot of obscure rules and everything. It didn't describe everything perfectly, so it took
2: a little bit of trial and error. But uh, once you get the hang of it, it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't think it was that difficult to get what you were supposed to do and how to do it.
1: The team ups were the only thing that was a little odd and took me a couple of tries to
2: get right.
0: Yeah, I never quite got that one right, and that was kind of frustrating.
2: Oh yeah, like the final attack. Oh, where you get all of everybody around and then you alternate like beams of light and attack the drop down in your heroic poses to attack people. That was great.
1: Yeah. I never
0: quite got them lined up fried and I was pretty sure I did but I don't know
2: When I was looking at this game, before I actually played it, everything that I like really should have made me like this game. It's a turn-based game. It's a strategy game. There's some, like you said, some managing of fame and resources, so you're trying to gather fans and, you know, accomplish pretty clear objectives, but I really did not like this game. And the game is very popular and very highly reviewed, so I think I am in the minority on this one. Graphics really bugged me. I found them, although they're retro, and if you like that, you may enjoy that. I think in comparison to like Rogue Legacy, even though its graphics were retro, they were a lot cleaner and more readable. But I was not happy with it.
0: Yeah, I think Hmm. the graphics were so retro; it brought in the elements of retro games where it was somewhat difficult to position yourself in on the in the gameplay because it was so hinky. I
1: think when I was watching you, you made the mistake a couple times of clicking on the figure instead of at the tile at its feet so you would end up moving your person to the wrong spot
0: yes so many times
1: and there's like no undo button which would have been nice for like that move or something like that just because like my mouse is a little sensitive so I accidentally just clicked a couple times and put somebody in the wrong spot or
0: just I don't know make if, if you're gonna go full retro like that then just be like okay you have to use arrow keys to navigate I mean that would have been somewhat irritating but I think I would have gotten used to it as opposed to just Miss clicking all the time and then messing up my moves. Or- I mean, the game had a,
2: an enjoyable tone to it. Like it kept things kind of light and breezy, but I also found the game to be very slow. Because yeah. it'll have like a dialogue box, and to make the dialogue box progress, you have to click Ugh. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just dragged in that regard mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, this is one of the few times I spent a dollar on a Humble Bundle and got three games and felt like I did not get my my money's worth. I really didn't like it. I don't know. I
1: still enjoyed it. I really liked customizing my squad. That was a lot of fun. And, like, you get to set your squad's name and their colors and their special move and all that stuff. That was pretty neat. I enjoyed that.
2: That part reminded me a little bit of maybe XCOM, where you can do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're definitely, you know, a nod to that. It always
1: made me smile to have them, like, shout it out in the middle of the fight. I think I liked
0: everything about the game, but the actual strategy, turn-based, the gameplay part. I liked managing everything. I liked the story. I liked the crafting. I just, I think I liked the bits of humor here and there. I agree with Ryan. The dialogue parts just really dragged. I also didn't like how the camera kind of just snapped from one side to the other while people were talking. And that bothered me a lot while I was playing it. It kept pulling me out of the game when it would happen because I think it it just kind of made me physically uncomfortable sometimes.
1: I guess they needed a little better indication for who was talking than just centering the camera on them. I mean, I think they moved a little bit, like they would strike a little pose or something. They're so small and pixely that it can still be kind of hard to see.
0: They all kind of fidgeted a little bit too, so it was hard to tell from the I'm talking now pose from the doopy doopy doop fidget
2: (laughs) i also think the more you like power rangers or grew up with power rangers the more you will like this game Power Rangers is not a show I grew up with. It's a show I watched my younger brother watch. So I don't have as many fond memories maybe as some other players do. So I could see how you might feel some nostalgia for that. The retro part of it, it reminded me of like a very early Nintendo game rather than like a retro where it's like maybe a Super Nintendo game. Just was unclear. I don't mind retro, but I felt like it was unclear. It was suggesting what things are rather than actually looking like a pixelated version of what they were supposed to look like.
1: Did enjoy the music. The music was really good in this game,
2: I think. I'll give you that. The music was pretty decent. <laughs> Especially that opening theme
1: song. I just sat there and listened to that a while on the menu screen. Yes, you did. With the horns <laughs> and everything. Oh, it was good. I enjoyed
0: it. <laughs> I think I enjoyed almost every part of, of the game except the actual gameplay. I mean like once I got the the teamwork moves down, it was kinda cool to have somebody vault yourself into place and get into the fighting that way and and watch your your fan meter rise and it was definitely fun when i don't know i called it glamorize when they would get into their cool suits i made an all girl squad except for one Pretty, but <laughs> kind of useless guy.
1: Yeah, I was a little disappointed that they didn't have enough for a total all-girl squad.
0: Could have gone all-girl with a robot.
1: Like a robot sailor moon? Yeah, yeah. I liked it for the most part. The gameplay could stand to be a little bit tighter and a little and communicate a little bit more clearly, but overall, I, I did enjoy it. I would be willing to go back and play this game some more, and I don't know if I would play it to completion, but I would definitely play it for a while. So I would give it... I'll give it four dramatic poses out of five.
2: I think I will give it one-and-a-half gold teamwork stars. I didn't like it, but it wasn't broken.
1: I think I'll go with
0: uh, one-and-a-half helmets made out of duct tape and creativity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did really like the story. The, you know, you're on a shoestring budget and stringing everything together with pieces of plastic and duct tape and all that and some spray paint and making your own show.
2: The ideas behind the game, the premise and the tone that it's going for, I like. I just I found the execution to be lacking.
1: Yeah. You know the
0: law, six games enter, one game leaves. Each week we have a budget of $5 to spend on a game. If we spend less than that, we roll the spare change into next week. Every week... We each bring two games to consider. We each vote for a game, and we cannot vote for our own game. The game with the most votes is our next game to play and review. This week, since we spent a dollar on Chroma Squad, we have...
2: And we had some saved yeah, up money, too. and more saved up so. money.
0: We have $12.37. We are some cheap, cheap... G-
2: <laughs> we are relatively rich this week. <laughs>
0: I felt so free while I was shopping. <laughs> I want to okay. re-nominate Grow Home. I don't know if it's allowed, but we have a whole bunch sure. of money this week to describe the game. It's a little adventure game. You are a robot and you have to create your own path. As you control and ride a giant plant through a vertical journey, and um, you're a little robot named Bud, and it's just the animation on it is super cute and adorable, has very positive reviews from critics and players alike, and right now it is $7.99 on Steam.
2: Is this the Jack and the Beanstalk robot game that you talked about earlier? little robot he's a little
0: red robot okay my second one is Firewatch. it's a single player first person mystery set in the wyoming wilderness you're the only person that you talk to in your emotional lifeline is a person on the other end of a handheld radio so you explore the environment around you and try and figure out what's going on it's a walking simulator kind of game. The trailers on it are pretty funny. You tease the person on the other end of the radio and they tease you back. I think it kind of lightens up what turns out to be kind of a dark and creepy thing because you are all alone. A watcher in the wilderness Like, because you watch for wildfires is, is your job. They used to have a lot more people like that back in the day before we had drones and satellite imagery and things. So it seemed really pretty cool. It's got a lot of really positive reviews. And right now it is $11.99 on Steam.
2: $11.99.
0: All right. I'm really pushing it.
2: So my first game is South Park, The Stick of Truth, <laughs> which is right now is 6 uh, six ninety three on G2A. I think it's also under our budget on Steam as well. So South Park, The Stick of Truth, in addition to being a really funny multi-part episode of South Park, is also one of the better role-playing games I've played in many years. It is authentic to South Park. Now, whether that's going to be a positive for you <laughs> or a drawback really depends on what, if you like South Park or not. But I'm telling you, even if you're just kind of marginal on the show and don't like it, the actual gameplay itself is actually good, which is rare for a licensed game where you'll get something that's actually worthwhile playing. Reminds me a lot, the combat system of like maybe a Final Fantasy game, where it is kind of like turn-based, and you know, you have your character and you have all these different moves you can do based on your class and you select the guy and he kind of runs forward mm-hmm. and does his attack tells you how much damage he has then he kind of runs back you get to make your own character you're playing the new kid who moves into the neighborhood and there is if you've ever seen the episodes where they have their where they basically play their fantasy larps you're with cartman as the human you know knights and wizards and, and all of that against the other kids in the neighborhood or elves so you wander around all the locations from the show and get ambushed by elven raiding parties and assault Mongolian mm-hmm. towers that are trying to take over the Chinese restaurant. And if you like South Park, it's it's a pretty darn good game. We played it before. I haven't played it to completion, but um, I'm looking forward to it if we decide to vote yeah, on it. I
0: do know they didn't they like they scrapped the game at least once and completely restarted it because they were unhappy with it. So they i do know that they toiled on it
2: yeah and the second uh south park game is coming out soon the fractured butthole
1: (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to that one that one's good
2: (laughs) you're looking forward to the fractured butthole Yes, (laughs) Yes, am. <laughs> My second game is 1979 Revolution Black Friday, uh, which is 884 on G2A. And this story is set in 1979 in Tehran, and you are an Iranian student who's been abroad, and you're back home visiting when the Shah is overthrown, and in those days of oh, chaos, wow. you are experiencing what's going on and wandering around, and the game doesn't have a set path. Whether you choose to support the revolution or not support the revolution, you're going to find lots of characters who present... To me, like as an American, something that I, I know about, but it's hard sometimes to see it from all points of view. And I like that idea of an immersion to understand why people might feel compelled to do what they do. You know, the, the revolution was popular, very popular, and continues to enjoy a lot of support. So it's interesting to me, anyway, to step into a role and see what's going on and why you might choose to do things or, or not do things, what you want to support or not support. And the gameplay itself looks very crisp, very good. The graphics look great. I've heard very positive reviews from it when it first came out. It's obviously a very controversial game. I heard some interviews with the people who created it, and it just sounds very, very interesting to me. Kind of on opposite ends of the role-playing game spectrum with South Park and That's the Iranian right? Revolution. So, <laughs> how much is Iranian Revolution game? 1979 Revolution Black Friday is 884. 884. Okay. Chris what do you have for us
1: alright my first game is Transistor and it is a sci-fi action uh, RPG it's from the same guys who made Bastion I think it's Supergiant. And it is currently $4.99 on GOG.com. And this game is, for one, absolutely beautiful. The graphics are really good. It has a wonderful art style. And the music and narration is pretty top-notch as well. It's got a pretty interesting story going on. Your main character is mute. Their voice has been stolen somehow. And the other main character, the sidekick, has essentially died and been absorbed into the transistor, which is the weapon that she is using. And he is the only one who can speak. So we have a mute character and then a guy who can only speak. The relationship is actually surprisingly good there. Interesting. Pretty neat, like, semi-turn-based uh, battle system, too. I remember it being pretty interesting. And my second game, if we want to uh, spend a lot of our money... Is Stardew Valley, <laughs> which is $11.19 on gog.com. And it is a farming game and it's really awesome. I have played it
2: a lot. <laughs> I bought Stardew Valley for my fiance and she plays it all the time. I haven't played it myself because I can't pry it out of her hands. <laughs>
1: Well, now's your chance. I just checked on Steam, and I've put, I think, almost 80 hours <laughs> into this game. Hannah, are you very familiar with the Stardew Valley yeah, from watching me play at all? Yeah, it looks
0: cute. It kind of looks like uh, what I end up doing every time I play Minecraft. So <laughs> 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 I start a farm, and I get comfortable, and then I get bored with the game.
2: Well, I think there is a plot line or a storyline that's going on in Stardew Valley, so...
1: A little bit. You're, like, the new person in town, and you go and you meet all the other people in town, and you can, you know, build your relationships with them by giving them gifts and things, and there's, like, a, a city center that you can rebuild by collecting specific things, and uh, I think there's, like, the equivalent of a Walmart trying to move into town, or that has moved into town, and you can choose to either rebuild the city center or side with the Walmart and build them up instead, and replace the city center with a warehouse. You can kind of choose how the city develops based on your actions. Interesting. It's a lot of fun, and you can spend a lot of time playing it. Certainly about 80 (laughs) hours.
2: I can vouch for that, too. If you get it, you probably will spend a lot of time playing it. Mm -hmm. I did also want to mention there is a really good Humble Bundle uh, going on right now, where you can get grim fandango remastered you can get day of the tentacle remastered oxen free which we reviewed is also part of that bundle so it's it's definitely worth checking out and then also the batman telltale series the first episode is free on steam right now Ooh, so nice. can't do better than free. So go, go grab that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to vote for Iranian Revolution game. <laughs>
2: 1979 Revolution. Yeah, ba- that's Black not Friday. a long enough
0: title. I think they should have.
2: Ever since I heard you talk about the robot Jack and the Beanstalk game, I've been kind of interested to see it. It's stuck in my mind. So I think I'm going to have to go for that one.
1: Grow
0: home.
2: Grow home. I think I'm going to have to vote for that one.
1: I think I will also vote for Grow Woo-hoo! Home. That seems like a good, fun little game to wind down.
2: All right. All right. Yeah, maybe the revolution might be a little close to home with oh,
0: good <laughs> the <Lord>. election happening. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we, we need something light and we fun need a little break.
0: Okay, we need a little red robot growing things. You need we a need buddy. a buddy we need a friend Yeah, you need a hug I think we all collectively need a hug so that was the game we played this week you can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans including our other Four Color Nerds podcast on this week's comic books at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page Four Color Nerds you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music
2: on Stitcher on SoundCloud.
0: And on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep gaming, nerds.